earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Welcome to the Uncommon Communicator Podcast. Your hosts, James Gable and Brandon Thompson, are here to point you in the right direction to enlightenment to communication. Ha! Suck on that pointing. I, I like that entrance. Yeah, you're welcome. I like that. That was really good. Anyway, for those of you who can't see, uh, the, one of the times I was trying to do the introduction, James is just pointing at the paper that has the introduction on it, and it completely threw me for a loop, and I don't know why, but I could not actually get the introduction out. So we cut that one and put in the actual one. We did, yeah. So James is still here trying to mess with me because I've already thrown James off his groove this morning. So he was trying to point to do the same thing to me. Uh, needless to say, I am a professional and I cannot be frazzled so easily. You weren't frazzled, but you changed the wording. Well, that's because I used what you gave me, right? And I was like, nah, we'll just throw it back at him. I liked it, though. That's an yeah. improvement. I'm all, I'm all about improvement. Are you? And yeah. about, about taking notes and doing the thing? Yes. Okay. Well, so speaking of improvement, <clears throat> ideally after, what, 80 episodes, 81 episodes? Yeah, well, no, we're on 80 right now. We're on 80 right now. So after 80 episodes, we have ideally improved our podcast. And, you know, we want to take a bit of a look back at some of the things that we use in our daily lives, just on a regular basis that James and I use, right? Exactly. Okay. Uh, so, because who would we be if we just say all this stuff on a podcast and don't actually practice it? We would be podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what we, we would be. We would talk be. the talk, but don't walk the walk. Yeah, yeah that's right. That but but be. I do think it's important to talk about, like, there, we do talk about a lot of communication things that I'm not very good at. Yep. I'm getting better at mm-hmm. it. And as we talk about them, a lot of times they're top of mind because they're stuff that I want to improve on. So we study it, we talk about it, and those are one ways that really help you improve. So we, we're we not claims to be experts at it, but it is certainly something that I feel like I've improved on mm-hmm. in presenting the podcast and in talking about these items. And then I've been able to take some of them and actually use them on a regular basis. And you've done the same thing. Yeah. Um, so I've got two that I really, really, really like, right? So I always, I like my pro tip and I really like open-ended questions. Um, those are my two like staples that I will use probably just about every day for being honest. Open-ended questions guaranteed every day. Pro tip every other day, maybe. Every other day? Every other day. So, um, open-ended questions, especially at a job where you deal with the public and you can have every interaction be hello. Thank you. Goodbye. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Like it's, it's, it can be real boring real fast. Um, open-ended questions are just a great way to have someone else, number one, like talk to you as opposed to you talking at somebody else. And, you know, it's a great way to get information from somebody else as well. Um, my favorite example of open-ended questions. So there's talking to customers, but then sometimes you got to talk to your new coworkers, right? And you just got to get to know people. And one of the best ways we get to know people, we actually open up our podcast in episode like one, get to know your host is with these three um, would you rather or two would you rather questions followed by a Scooby-Doo question. And both of those are examples of really open-ended question. The would you rather is like not necessarily as open-ended, but people are very inclined to give a explanation of why they would rather step in dog poop than have a bird poop on their head or why they would rather kick a puppy than push an old person down a flight of stairs or vice versa. Right. Yeah, they, they are brutal. They 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 walk that really fine line of just being able to be edgy enough that, or, you know, they're not edgy enough that people won't answer the question, but they're edgy enough that someone's like, Oh, I actually have to be 
like a little bit vulnerable. Like I'm kind of darned if I do, darned if I don't when I answer some of these questions. Um, so those are really great ways to just have someone talk at you to get to know somebody and that kind of thing. And that's really what open-ended questions can do. What'd you get up to today? What are you looking to do today? Did you have a good, you know, what, what went on this weekend? Different things are this, just like those are just basic open-ended questions that you can ask somebody and just get them to give you information. And those are things I think you're naturally good at. And I think you've developed that skill. I'm not sure, but you're certainly very, very good at that. We even started, I think, our Know Your Hosts, uh, that episode. Yeah. Uh, we talked about some of those questions. But you're, you're really good, I think, in engaging new people that you know and people that you know. I've seen it at Starbucks that you're just really good at that. But have you ever had a time when that didn't work? So, James, is an example of a time when open-ended questions just didn't quite pan out. Uh, one of my buddies was introducing his like girlfriend to the group. We ended up going to a Rockies game. And... Nothing really kind of went according to plan, but that's also what happens when you hang out with Brandon. Um, and so we ended up back at Cheapskates, good old, good old Cheapskates. And we're just sitting down, having a brewski, doing the thing, just trying to, you know, just shooting the shooting the junk, trying to get to know each other, have a good time, blah, blah, blah. It's like four of us, five of us sitting at this table. And she's just kind of sitting there not saying a whole lot. And I'm not trying to be rude and exclude somebody from the conversation because I know that's not a fun time, right? So if we're all engaged over here, it's not fun to be sitting down over there. So I simply would turn to her and I'd either, you know, I'd look at her and I'd be like, yo, what do you think of that? Or, you know, something like that. Um, And I wasn't getting a whole lot. So then I finally was like, all right, fine. Let's see if we can have our own little side conversation. I'll just ask her a couple questions, get to know, you know, try to get to know her. So I was like, yo, what do you do for work? And she's like a middle manager at like JCPenney or something along those lines. Um, And I was like, oh, great. What's like your favorite part of your job? And the only answer I got back is telling people what to do. Oh, what's your least favorite part about your job? When they don't do it. <laughs> Blood from a stone on this one. <laughs> like, not a whole lot. She was not too engaged. Uh, apparently, I came off as a interrogator, which was not my intention. Was not to interrogate her. I was she just, was in defense mode from those questions? Uh, apparently. Um, and I get it, right? You're in a new situation where you don't know a lot of people. But we're all friendly. <laughs> like, it's not like I, I wasn't like, oh, you like... I, dude, I even asked her. Uh, this is a real bad... I was just like, yo, so like, what do you like about Aaron? Softball question. Just trying to like, you know, get the two of them to yeah. talk to each other. And Aaron, this is your friend from high school, this right? Love, this You've known him forever. He yeah. brings in this gal. What do you like about Aaron, my friend? He's nice was the answer I got. Like, <laughs> it's just like, bro, I'm not trying to interrogate you. I'm just trying to get just something, right? Like, anyway. Um, but so that's might be a time when like open-ended questions kind of backfired or just didn't quite go the way I wanted it to. But you know, I got more than three words out. I got more than fine, good, sort of, kind of. I guess the last one I got nice. <laughs> well, I don't think they're always going to ring true, or they're they're not always going to come through. That's certainly a a glaring example when you could have you did everything right, right? <laughs> you you set it up completely to do everything right and could not get there, which is just I, I thought that's a great story because it's just so unusual to get to that point where you got nothing. Did that relationship last? Uh, no, that one didn't go past that date, actually. So Yeah, I wonder why. Uh, Interrogating her with softball questions. Dude, apparently, I was, I did not come off well in that exchange. And then Aaron was like, yeah, but I thought you were fine. So she's, she's the problem is she's ousted. <laughs> she got fired. Well, um, one, one of the things that I've seen as a common theme through a lot of our uh, podcasts has been active listening. That's something that we seem to have come up in a lot of 
portions or our understandings of different communication devices. So that one has something that has really stuck out as something that, you know, is a common theme. For me, though, we have two ears and one mouth. That's what I've heard. But see, see how I'm listening to you, making sure that my mouth gets used. Yeah, because I'm a podcast. That's what we do. That's what what we do. But the couple of things that really stick out for me is really remaining calm. That one right there, I think the, if you can keep the emotions out of it, you can think clearly. You can think in more concisely. Uh, you can think in ways that don't allow your emotions to overcome and cloud what you're trying to say. So really being able to remain calm, that's, I think, a practice and it's something that, that you need to do. And then the other one that I tend to use a lot are mirrors. Mirrors mm-hmm. seems to be something that, you know, it's just repeating that last word that somebody says gives them to give uh, more information or just keep them talking. That one tends to, it, it's what's called the Jedi mind trick. Like, why would not I want to do the Jedi mind trick? Why they didn't show us that? how to do the lightsaber thing, mm-hmm. but they taught us how to do the Jedi mind trick. So they, they taught us how to keep people talking? They did. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, we've also had podcasts where we talk about how to stop people from talking. That's that's the good old fashioned like five dollar wake up slap in the morning. It might be it shuts them up real quick. Walking away. Yeah. But there was one time I was recently ordering some donuts and I went to Lamar's. Mm-hmm. Lamar's great donuts. I mean they're they're big, they're delicious, they're a little bit expensive. And the first time I'd went in there, I bought a dozen, didn't think anything about it. It was twenty four dollars for a dozen donuts. There's one dozen. Just give me a dozen donuts. The next time I go in there and I'm going to buy two dozen, but I want four of those and four of those and two of these. And so we just added them up and I'm like, double that order, make it exactly the same. Not knowing that I was ordering these specialty ones that were handcrafted by some chef in the back. Yeah, no, t- take a little bit of TLC to inject the, the cream filling in there. They were not your standard like Lay's donut. Yeah, right? so that first mistakes were made. So I walk up there and I... I Go to pay, and she's like, "That'll be seventy three dollars." Mm. I'm like, "For you know, remaining calm." I was right? like, "Those donuts ain't cheap." <laughs> but in the back of my mind, I'm like, "How? Seven, think about that seventy, almost seventy five dollars for twenty four donuts." Amen. Inflation's crazy. <laughs> I just I was in shock, and I wasn't prepared to pay that much money. So all I did is I remained calm, and then I just said. For two dozen donuts, I just said that question back to her. For two mm-hmm. dozen donuts, and made her think. She thought about it, and she could. I wasn't upset. I wasn't angry. I wasn't aggressive at all. And then she went and you know looked at her, uh, you know, the keyboard there and typed some stuff. And then she says, "How about sixty three dollars?" I'm like, for two dozen donuts, appalled. Still calm, like, not not even not even appalled, like just remaining calm, saying you are to making her think. Are you really charging me seventy five or now sixty five dollars for two dozen donuts? And then she thinks about it, and uh, she goes, "Just a minute." They go over there and they're talking there, and then I think it was somewhere around fifty two, fifty three dollars for the two dozen donuts. Which, looking back, that's that's about the price of the you know the cheaper donuts that you would get. So I dropped thirty dollars off of that. Hard negotiation. Let's try $20. So $20 came off of Hard negotiation. Not even a hard negotiation, but all the things that we've talked about in negotiation, I didn't try any of those tricks, but the idea is to remain calm. And then I just repeated that question that, that... I wanted her to think about, and sure enough, ended up in a discount. Now, I, I, I want you to think about what you just did. <laughs> I you to think 
think about that for a minute. I didn't pull the Chris Voss, which is, could you give me the, you know, what, well, what's what the would be Gable the James Gable, Gable discount? Yeah, no, the James Gable discount is like, I'll double the price for you, and I'll add a 20% tip. So I didn't ask that. I wasn't upset. I didn't stomp out and walk away. Actually, I knew somebody recently who went into Chipotle. That he was just telling he may never, they may not let him in there again. Um, he was unhappy with the three, according to him, three pieces of meat that he had put in there. And he said, he could have a little bit more. And they're like, it'll be extra. You know, if it's extra, then I'm walking out. And he walked out and left his plate there and didn't eat lunch that day. But that was an opportunity to negotiate, you know, very simply if he'd remain calm and ask that question, hey, that's only three pieces of meat. Have her think about it, right? Let the pause go in there. It was an opportunity for him to do it. So really remaining calm. And I do like the idea of mirrors. That I didn't use mirrors in that particular case, but just to finish that last uh, word or phrase or idea and have that person think about it. And then the other key is the pause. You know, sometimes we overrun people. Just let it sit for a minute. It's okay. Silence is okay. We had this happen last time. We talked about silence. And I'm not okay with it. <laughs> but those are those are my tricks. And those are things that I've gathered kind of as a summary of a lot of the podcasts that we've done. A lot of it comes down to remaining calm and also to, you know, be better at listening. Be a better listener. Pro tip, listen. Is that the UC moment for sure. today? Pro tip, listen. So that's where we're going to leave you on episode 80. A couple of reflections from a couple of podcasters who have taken the time to really look back and think, what are what are some key takeaways? How do you, How could we concisely sum up 80 episodes? Pro tip, listen. Pro tip, listen. I'll go with that. That's all I got. That's all I got. See you, bye.